from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Jukebox Republic. But we start off the week with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, June 29th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me in the studio today, we've got Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, we'll be hearing about why almost 84% of foreign students surveyed in Taiwan say that they want to stay after graduating. Then the things that Taiwanese people say they always lose, and what Taiwan's favorite little black bear cub has been up to since he was re-released into the wild. All that coming up next. Please stick around. quite something. 83.6% of respondents, foreign students, who answered this recent survey say that once they graduate, they want to stay in Taiwan. Um, this is, I guess we should say, a study that is taken under very unusual circumstances. It's not the best time to be choosing a study <laughs> in Taiwan. Um, I know that we're going to be reopening soon to, I think so far it's 11 countries and territories. Yes. Where COVID-19 is not such a big for, issue. Yeah, for students, right? For students, Who yes. want to study, yeah. Um, who are already enrolled, I think. Right, right, right. And, and uh, I think the rest of them, it may be tough luck. I don't know. They said they're going to check periodically on the situation and maybe more countries and territories right. will be added to that list. For now, I think we've just got the first batch or so, mostly from Hong Kong. Oh, um, okay. So, uh, and actually, this survey included students from Hong Kong, Macau, and China as well. So, uh, yeah, they collected about 3,700 responses. And this was done in March and April. So I guess before, well, I guess by that point, we already had closed our borders, hadn't yeah. we? Yeah. Just, only just, not mm. that long. Right. Anyway, they're already here, um, and this was a, I guess I should also say who did the survey, the Foundation for International Cooperation in Higher Education of Taiwan. So obviously a group that's very concerned about these issues. Right. Um, I guess we should also point out that a lot of the respondents, um, almost, well, 85.6% of them were from Asian countries. So I'm not sure exactly how representative this is of, you know, worldwide. There are students from all over the place here. But at least we can say that among for Asian students, we are an attractive place to stay. Also, right. for uh, actually, they said the group that had the highest uh, desire to continue their stay were the students who came from Africa, they said. Oh, so really? It, That's interesting. It does not say what percentage of the students were from Africa. Um, obviously, um, probably less than 20%. But <laughs> um, anyway, uh, for the few African students they managed to ask, they want to stay. And a lot of Asian students would like to stay as well. Um, and they believe that having studied in Taiwan, regardless of where they end up, will benefit their future. So uh, I guess first we should say, why did they choose to come to Taiwan in the first place? Um, the most obvious answer was to experience living in a foreign country. I oh, mean, 
And I thought it was to learn Chinese. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think most of them do study Chinese. Yeah. Uh, maybe not as their main focus, though. Okay. Um, others say to receive a better education, sure, to re- boost their academic research a- capabilities, but also to enhance their competitiveness in the workplace. Now, this is interesting to me because oh, a lot of the Taiwanese young people I know seem to think that the grass is greener elsewhere. Yeah. So uh, I guess it's just all how you look at it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's um, probably it. And um, the reasons beyond why they chose, chose to study abroad, the reason why they chose Taiwan in particular, because I think you can do this in a lot of different countries, enhance your research capabilities. When it comes to what Taiwan specifically has to offer, um, they said 41.2% said it's freedom, safety, and openness, oh. which I think is definitely what it brought me here as a student. Uh, many moons okay. ago. <laughs> um, openness as in? Social openness. Like, oh. and, and we can say whatever we want. Oh, got it. Yeah, the freedom, kind of freedom If you're mad at someone thing. who's a politician, um, people don't hold back. Right. <laughs> Especially not online. And it gets in the news. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, it is definitely, there's definitely freedom of expression here. Right. Um, also, there was, of course, scholarship offers. We do have some generous right. scholarships on offer, especially for studying Chinese, I know. Yeah, um, from the government, too. This is interesting. Cost of living. It is okay. not inexp- It is relatively inexpensive to live Yeah, here. compared to some other countries. Compared yeah. To, yeah. Um, and uh, 33.6% said cost of living. And easier cultural adaptation was 28%. I guess because mostly they were serving Asian students. Right. So they would adapt easily. I think it depends on where in Asia you're coming from. But okay. uh, definitely when when you compare us to our neighbors, there are things like when I travel, there are bits and pieces that feel like, oh, at home, you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay, all that all makes sense. Um, and when it comes to what's the best thing about Taiwan, I guess now we know why they came. Why do they want to stay? Um, safety and freedom, we've already covered. The quality of education and healthcare. Oh, uh, well, healthcare. Yeah, of course. I love my health insurance card. <laughs> um, cost of living... It, well, this is strange. So we just said that cost of living was one of the things that attracted them here. When yeah. it comes to the challenges of living in Taiwan, there's also cost, cost of living. Of living. Well, that's Maybe they thought it was cheaper than it was. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, loneliness and homesickness, but I think everyone who studies abroad goes through yeah. that and faces. Um, and another challenge, and this is probably a bit of a alarm bell should be going off here because they said they want to stay to work, right? Yeah. The last challenge is job and internship opportunities. So they might want to stay, but that doesn't mean they necessarily can find something. Find something, yeah. Um, And what uh, this is also very interesting. How do they find out about opportunities to study in Taiwan? I feel like we don't get quite as much press, especially as some of our neighbors might uh, when it comes to study abroad. I was like one of only like two who came from Mm -hmm. my when we had our study abroad fair. It was like me and one other person who was Taiwanese-American anyway and was oh. going to be with family. <laughs> oh, okay. So I feel like, yeah, in terms of promotion and getting our name out there, um, definitely we could be doing more. Okay, uh, but anyway, uh, interestingly, the internet, social media, and word of mouth from family and friends seem to be the most effective ways. Mm, maybe that I says, can see that. Maybe that says to us that... Uh, and some said they found information at University Expos. So there's some that seems to have some effect, but it, it seems like we could be doing better in that area. Um, so that's sort of what's the summary of that survey. And now we have a comment on about it by someone who deals with exchange students every day. Uh, this is the director of National Taiwan Normal University's Office of International Affairs. Now, National Taiwan Normal University, 
I don't have any statistics to back this up, but it definitely feels like it probably attracts probably the oh. largest, definitely in terms of Chinese students. Yes. People who wanted to learn, learn Chinese. Chinese. Their center uh, attracts tons and tons and tons of students. Right. They've written the book, literally. Oh. <laughs> but even other centers, I think, use. Uh -huh. um, so th this director says that more effort should be made to assist foreign students who want to stay here because when we retain, you know, skilled workers, that helps boost our competitiveness internationally. Yeah. And uh, the director says the government should loosen regulations to allow more foreign talent to stay and contribute with their expertise. I mean, we educated them. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we should put that to good use, right? Right. Um, I think that's going to change because I know the president, I mean, she really wants to um, do more to attract, you know, these talents, um, foreign talents to stay in Taiwan. So um, I think that's going to change, you know, making it easier. I mean, we definitely are very welcoming students uh, to come here and study Chinese. And it's always so quick. I mean, I guess maybe it's the COVID-19 pandemic, but I've got two friends, one from the UK and one, well, she's in China right now. Right. And the other one's from the States. And they are enrolled in taking Chinese courses here. And it, it was like so quick. I mean, like my friend in the UK, she filled the application form. And in a matter of like, half an hour showed her back from the school that she got enrolled well, you know mine took a bit longer but <laughs> so. yeah i was fortunate in that i did a semester and then it was my last semester and i got a job teaching english right off the bat so it's mm. not impossible to do it's right. just if it depends on what you want to do and right. what your qualifications are um and i think it's important that we do retain these people because on our own part we're having a brain drain i just did a quick notepad back of the napkin type of calculation I got people who I've met and who very quickly left. Uh -huh. Like I made a friend and then they were like, oh, bye, see ya. Yeah. I've got one, at least one in the States, two, I think now. Uh -huh. One in the UK, one in Germany, two in Japan, a couple in China, Australia. I mean, the people, Singapore, Thailand, I mean... People here, I think we have a we have a bit of trouble keeping our young people sometimes. Uh -huh. So the, our bright young things see the grass greener, but we have a lot to offer too. And there are people who are willing to stay and contribute. Why not yep. let them? Yeah. Okay. What do Taiwanese people always lose? I mean, there are forgetful types everywhere, but is there anything particularly Taiwanese on this list? Yeah. It's 10 you know, things, is it? Um, you know, it's just a very random um, survey that they did, and apparently this survey was done by Daily View, and it's a, it's a, it's a survey called Kipo. Kipo, anyway. Um, so basically, yeah, they just thought, Hey, you know, what's the top 10 things that Taiwanese people tend to lose all the mm. time? And, uh, well, I'm going to start from the bottom of the list, I guess. Um, in 10th place, well, actually, it's pen. <laughs> and oh. you know what? I think the service, it seems like it's mostly done on students. For students. Because, yeah, as you go up the list, you'll, you'll see why. Many school supplies. And, <laughs> and so pen. basically, yeah, pen. Okay. I'm, so my, my... they say that just when you need it, you can't find your pen. My backpack is a black hole for pens. They go in and I don't know. For, yeah, by I some, got that feeling, John. <laughs> you always by, lose your pens. By some... <gasps> I don't know quantum physical reason. They're they're I just know. they're not. They were there a minute ago. Uh. Right. Second, oh, the, in ninth place was um, toilet paper, or or tissue paper? paper. I guess we should explain. In Taiwan, toilet paper is tissues. Tissues. Rolls of toilet paper you will only find in hotels. Yeah. Um. I don't know, but you know that's funny because because you know now I think for how many years now maybe in the last five ten 
that they start having, um, you know, providing um, toilet paper in all the public toilets mm. around Taiwan. Whereas before that, you had to make sure that you carry some on you. Well, they yeah. have vending machines, this little vendors well, that, too. that sell them. You know, like so, little packets of tissue. Yeah, so I don't get it, but so I, I guess... Can, so I guess because they're not fixed to a roll holder, they mm, go missing easily. They go missing. <laughs> okay, in eighth place, it's like your ID card. Oh, that's or bad. just you know your credit card or whatever. Oh, that's really so, bad. No, no matter. Yeah, so you're losing those. Anyway, I think it's mostly ID cards. I know my my son, he's always losing and getting new ones. You school know, school ID and, cards or national ID cards or both. It doesn't uh, really differentiate. Um, it's the school school ID okay. cards. Well, so. people keep them on lanyards and like yeah. hang them around their neck sometimes. At least no, younger kids do. You know, do. young people nowadays don't want to like hang things on them. They think it's not cool. <laughs> okay, it does look very elementary school, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, in seventh place. Ring, rings like yeah, a ring on your finger. Um, Wedding bands, yeah, but I mean <laughs> students. Well, I guess you know. I don't know. My my daughter. Well, no, no, she got married after she graduated, so I don't know. Rings. Okay. So anyway, just rings, school rings or something. Uh, in sixth place, oh, my son can totally relate to this, and I I get headaches about this. Umbrellas. Uh, losing umbrellas all the time well, John do you lose umbrellas all the time I have a special spot for them mine break all the time but that's a separate issue oh that's a separate issue <laughs> you know my son um, he would bring an umbrella and then he'll come home empty handed I've lost so, the, I've left some on the seat next to me in the subway I have done that yeah I mean do convenience stores in the states sell umbrellas because here so. you know they, they sell them pretty cheap convenience stores in the states pretty much sell chips expired <laughs> hot dogs you don't know how long they've been there and um, slushies okay yeah, but anyway, and convenience stores here, they sell umbrellas. And you would want to get those cheap ones, especially for my son, because he's losing all the time. Right. I remember in one semester, I think he lost 10 well, they umbrellas. Get stolen. If you leave them in the communal, I never leave mine, even though people frown on it because it drips everywhere. Yeah. Um, they have these little plastic baggies you can stick them in. It's not a big deal. I never leave them in the communal ones, like a, what do you call them? Hold, umbrella holders, pots. Umbrella holders. <laughs> They're sometimes like pots outside yeah. the door of whatever. Co- convenience the, stores. Because they, yeah. they get stolen. Yeah, and you can't or you can't. They all look the same. You can't tell which one's yours. Yeah, exactly, and you they all one look that the same. Looks like yours, but is busted. And the the thing about the weather here in Taiwan is that you could go out and it's pouring, but then you know near the time when you're coming home, the the the, the weather clears. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. <laughs> and so you forget the umbrella that way. You always carry your umbrella. <laughs> you know, in Taiwan, you have to carry umbrella all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And in fifth place, it's a water bottle, um, your thermal or whatever. Thermos. Thermos. Oh yeah, people yes. do carry those around. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm bad. I I, I tend to. I, I see them around all the time. Other people forgetting their thermal thermos, you know. <laughs> I yeah. Have, I tend to just buy, you know, a water bo- bottles a bottle? at the convenience store and then but recycle them. Some of my friends said, "Why pay money for water?" So it's, it's sparkling like they... water. It's more exciting. Uh, that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different story then, I guess. Okay, in fourth place, earrings. I think this can only. Applied to mostly women. Oh, well, no, I guess men wear them. Yes, 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 yes. So, I um, don't, but... That, so, anyway, they say that's why they keep on buying earrings all the time because they're losing them all the time. Okay. And in the third place is earphones. Oh, you can see that. I mean, people got, you know, they always oh, now listening they have the ones to... ones don't have the cords. Of course they're going to get lost. Yeah. I almost feel like they're designed deliberately Even the ones way. with the cords, you lose them all the time, oh. too, because they just drop out from your bag, your backpack or something. Oh, see, but I think the ones that they don't they don't have that don't have cords, uh, those yeah. are deliberately designed to be lost, so you yeah. have to spend $50 on a new one. <laughs> right. Actually, my, my husband bought a, a holder for these, um, you know, wireless ones, mm-hmm. but I guess it, they're not very... Very comfortable. 
So he got them, but then just sitting at the house because、uh, it doesn't work anyway. And then second place, what do you think? I don't take, know. Like, take a guess. It's probably something everyone loses, like keys. Keys, exactly.、Okay. Second place is keys. I thought that would be first place anyway, but it's keys. It's not okay. Oh, you know what? My husband actually, after we moved into a new house, he lost his keys within the first few days, and he has no idea why he lost them.、Hmm. So I had to totally get new keys. I said, "How can you lose keys?" The thing- I guess for women, we always carry a handbag. I guess,、yeah. but guys losing keys all the time. The thing, because that used to always happen to me, I would lock myself out of places. <laughs> so I just have like a, like an umbrella. I have a set place where it always is, and it's、okay. never not there. Oh. And that way, it doesn't you know you know because I, I can't remember anything. So well, I got a hook right on the door so that you know you won't forget your key when you leave the house. But still. You know, you think you'll see it when、oh, you leave the house,、okay. but you forget, and、uh, I don't know. So I but this is different. This is losing of, your keys. A system of set places where the, these things always are, and as soon as they're done, I'm, they're, I'm done using them. They go back, and that right because it's just too much stuff to think about. <laughs> and the first place, you wouldn't guess, but unless you and I tell you this specifically, you know, pertaining to students,、oh. students who still use pencils, who use pencils to write. I don't so, know. I do sometimes. If that's、yeah. what there is, I lose my pens. <laughs> so in first place, it's erasers. Oh, I thought we were gonna say pencils. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a big jump from second place. Really?、Um, in terms of you know,、uh, poll. Yeah, it's、people、a it's like、erasers? double from the you know pe- people losing keys in second place. That's odd. So that is odd. I mean, yes, you can easily lose erasers, but I guess. I mean, not many people still use pencils to write, but I think maybe this is a survey on people who think back on their children, you know, on their student days. Oh, they、I、used、guess. to lose school, all the time. old school days. Okay. When they, when they lose erasers all the time. What do you lose all the time? Do any of these things feel like the thing that you lose most? I don't. You don't lose things. <laughs> Never. I try to be very careful that I don't lose things. I wouldn't say. No, I mean, yeah, I lost umbrellas. I just kind of forgot it on the bus or something like that, and I I, I really hurt for a couple of days because it was a very it was a favorite, okay,、oh. a favorite umbrella kind of thing. So、oh, yeah,、no. if I have to say something, it's, it's umbrella. I'm surprised the remote isn't on there. I mean, we don't really tend. Not everyone has couches like they do in other、yeah. parts of the world, but I still can't find mine <laughs> ever. <laughs> TV remotes,、yeah. uh, they they just disappear. Yeah. Oh, this is cute. You remember the story of Mulas,、yeah. the、uh, orphaned male、uh, Formosan black bear cub、mm-hmm. that、uh, was rescued、uh, after being found sort of wandering in eastern Taiwan in July last year. Well, they we reported on this. We've done even videos you can go look at on our YouTube channel about how they actually like have this like bear training center to help、mm. orphaned and rescued little bears learn how to survive. I mean, they don't have parents to teach them, right? Right. And, Um, finally, about a month ago,、uh, we also did a video about how they released him back into the wild, and now they've got a tracker on him, and so they're not bothering him like a helicopter parent, but they do <laughs> want to know what he's up to. Is he doing okay? And so,、um, yeah, we have some new info.、Uh, it looks like this bear has an activity range of around twenty thousand hectares. That's according to the Taidong Forest District Office, which is monitoring the bear's movements. Um, that's a lot. And, yeah, 
And, you know, after only 10 months of training, too, to learn all these skills, um, Mulas seems to have made it through the plum rain season without any problems and mm. seems to be adapted to the wild. They say that uh, using GPS tracking points, they've calculated that the bear has maybe traveled about uh, almost 50 kilometers in total. And actually, probably more because the bear didn't walk straight between the points. They tend sure. to wander about. Uh, on average, any day, the bear might travel as much as around 4.5 kilometers uh, at the most. And a lot of the distance involves climbing. Actually, they say that, that uh, if we counted how much the bear has been climbing, the total height over the course of the month that since he's been re-released would be equivalent to a 6,666-story building. Um, that's really hard to say. 6,666-story building. <laughs> That would be like climbing and descending the stairs of Taipei 101 20 times. Wow. According to the office. Yeah. And so that's like just basic information. But what's the bear actually been doing all, the, all that time? Um, the activities that they've spotted him, I guess, doing include climbing trees for fruits and beehives, digging up ant hills. They taught him how to do all this, by the way. So I guess the training paid off. And right. hunting other wild animals. Um, we don't know all like that's not an exact measurement and we don't know all the details because they've lost track a, a couple times they've only been able to track the bear using the gps collar around 80 percent of the time they think weather conditions or molasses position while sleeping may have led to some connection failures oh, the okay. rest of the time so blocking the antenna's line of sight with satellites i guess we're gonna keep tracking this bear for a while i think i remember them saying and i don't know correct me if i'm wrong that the that eventually this tracker is going to fall off like it's not designed to be there for the whole rest of its Probably. life i just want to make sure oh, really? that it's oh, okay. like so it doesn't say like what kind of animals attract it uh you know uh caught i don't think they want to go into the gory details but yeah <laughs> they, they, they probably they do i'm just curious what kind of animals showing it yeah. You know, carcasses and how to deal with bees and all these things that these black bears need to know. Um, I think these are very precious bears, and I yeah. think they're also maybe a bit endangered. So yes. certainly their um, range has been compromised by human activities, and we want to keep them around in the wild, not just make them sort of creatures that you can only see at the zoo, right? Right. So that's the Mulas update. <laughs> Before we go today, a tale of a father turned chef. Yes, well, we're talking about uh, this father who is from Taoyuan um, County, and um, he his name is A Ting, and um, uh, you know the thing was that uh, he had he had a rough time when he was younger, and apparently his son's uh, classmates would always you know um, tell his son that oh your dad's a gangster, your dad's a gangster. And um, he really got tired of that and felt bad for his son. And so he decided that he actually uh, thought that he better do something. And he thought and thought. And then he decided to learn about grilling ducks, Ooh. how to cook ducks. Okay. Because you know how we have like these duck places, restaurants here yes, in Taiwan? We do. They're, where, hung, they're hung up on hooks. Yeah. Well, I mean, fully cooked, of course. Right. So he actually went all the way to China, Guangzhou, China, to learn this skill. Hopefully not during the uh, pandemic. Uh, this was probably before because okay. he already opened a restaurant back here in Taiwan mm -hmm. two years now, more than two years now. Oh. And he's employed people with the same kind of background as him who used to be in trouble. Like, you know, in trouble. Yeah. 
And so uh, he's 45 years old this year. He's actually from a you know a single parent family. Um, it, when he was little, he was always hanging out with kids and bad kids, and and he stole you know scooters and motorcycles. You know he was into drugs and he was in um, correction center and you know he even like stole and got into. He didn't kill anybody, but you know he was in and out of jail a lot. Hmm. Let's turn um, his life around and and yeah, definitely an image change. I know. And um, but good thing was that his wife hung around, you know, didn't give up on him, and she was basically raising up the son all by herself. Mm. So eight years ago, he decided he's going to do something different. So um, he learned the skill and also learned how the Hong Kong style of um, grilling these sausages, you know, the okay. Hong Kong style sausages, and um, and you know he started from very low pay and went after coming back to Taiwan at a restaurant, but then he, he was um, cheated on the money and that oh, kind of man. stuff. So he decided to open his own restaurant. Well, at least he's yeah. uh, managed to turn his life around and make a success of it. Right. Well, that does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. Stay tuned for more Shirley next on Jukebox Republic. Welcome to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Sometimes, you know, like guests that go on my other show in the spotlight would invite me to events, different seminars, parties, openings, but I almost never went to any of them until this year, which is a pity. I guess I was just being a bore. But this year so far, I've attended two. The last one was about sustainability. And the one that I just went to more than a week ago was about fashion. Someone I interviewed, a fashion designer, you know, um, I'll just call her Jay. Um, she just recently opened a, her first store in Taipei, a very nice store in a very nice neighborhood. And the first impression when I first got there, of course, the place was really nice. But the people there, um, all the guests, they were all young people, really young. Well, I should have guessed because the designer herself is a young woman. So this song here is 年轻真好, It's Good to Be Young.
Did I feel left out? No, you know, even though I'm much older than most people there at that opening,、um, I admit I'm very young at heart. Actually, many people have been shocked when I told them my age because I don't look like someone who have who has three grown-up children. I even look young. I can't really say that about my husband, Big John, though.、Um, Yeah, I, I, you know, I pay attention to the way I dress and I put on makeup and things like that. So, yes. So here's the song. I'm still young. I'm still young at heart. <laughs> This is by Zhang Qingfang.
You're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm talking about going to an opening of uh, someone I interviewed, a fashion designer who opened her very first store in Taipei. And uh, um, you know, I even brought some friends with me to the opening. Uh, one of them was someone I interviewed several years ago. She's a jewelry designer from New York. Um, she's young, okay, not like the others that I brought to the opening. Um, they're all about my age, the others that is, and、uh, they're all into some kind of designing, one way or the other. Like once an architect, okay, and his wife is a painter, an oil painter, and、uh, another one, a male friend,、uh, he's a print designer. You know, I asked the star of the night, Jay, if I could bring my hubby along. She said, "Of course." You know, being very carefree. It seems like how you know people in the arts are all very carefree and free flow and everything. So,、um, I told her that my hubby is into vlogging, and if she wouldn't mind, that he's going to be vlogging the event. She again said, "No problem, as long as he shares it."、Um, let me tell you. My hubby John, Big John, has already edited the video and shared it with Jay, and I think she loved it because she already shared it on her FB. Oh, Jay, Jay is who I'm calling the person who、uh, I interviewed and opened the her first fashion or her first. Actually, it's a coffee shop slash gallery. Okay, for her works, she's a fashion designer that I interviewed some time ago. Anyway, so um. Did my friends enjoy the evening? They loved it. I know they enjoyed it, and、um, did not feel left out at all. Even though we're like a group of older people than the rest of the people there,、um, I think my friends and I did the right thing by being dressed up a little bit. I wore a deep green dress that's pleated from top to bottom, and it's got these uh, high uh, collar, okay, standing up,、uh, with the bottom part of the dress. Looking like the top part of the flower tulip, if you know what I mean. You know, it's like it's bloated out. It's nice, and I wore it for the first time and thought it was a perfect occasion to wear it. I paired it with my glittering gold shoulder bag that I had、um, at my daughter's wedding last year. You know, I really liked how I looked that night, and even、um, Jay complimented on what I wore. So. Um, I think、uh, I I did good. I did good. And my friend, who was a print designer, he you know the moment he walked into the store, he was stopped by like two young people asking about his bag. It's a designer bag. I mean, not any not not Chanel or or Louis Vuitton. No, 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 no. It's a brand that I don't even, I don't even know the name of, but I guess it's popular among young people. And yeah, so you know they started talking, and I thought that these people knew him. You know that's why they approached him and chatted and chatted, but um really you know see even young people noticed us, you know us who were older but sophisticated people. Here's a song called 年轻无极限 Maybe I can translate into there's no there's no limit to being young, and this song is by Stephanie Sun.
现在的我是否有些不同？努力工作，也努力的犯错。二十五岁的我，学着大人应该有。现实。这一
dress from an architect friend. Now he was wearing like this black shirt with black pants, but he also had a long black skirt over the pants, and a white stylish straw hat on his head, and he had long, you know, kind of like black and grayish hair. He's like I said, you know, we're all older, okay? We're all in, like in our fifties, and everyone immediately noticed him the moment he walked in to the store. So when I introduced the architect's wife to Jay, and then told her that the guy in the long skirt over there、uh, is her husband, she went like, "Oh, like you know, I've noticed him, and so he's your friend's husband." Kind of tone, you know what I mean? So it was just really interesting about how Jay, that she had just come back from spending years in London studying design, and it so happened that the architect's daughters are heading to London to study at the same university that Jay did. So the whole encounter became so much more cozy, you know. And I checked all the clothes that Jay designed, and yes, they're all beyond my budget, but I love her style—very bold, very bright colored, very excellent texture. She said, "That's where all the that's where all the、uh, expenses came from. The cost came from is from the texture. You know, they're all like really good material. What's funny too is that it was my first time meeting Jay in person because I did her interview over the phone, kind of because it was during the pandemic and we could only do interviews over the phone or some kind of electronic device. And Jay turned out to be very sweet, young woman, very warm and friendly." And the place is just so nice, you know. There's not no fancy design or decoration to it.、Um, you know, she kept pretty much everything bare. The, the the you know the walls and everything, and she just had racks of different clothes in different places in the corners, and、um, and and I just went through all her clothes, and she even had bags, bags that were like flurry kind of bags. I mean, yeah, and and oh, and then she had these like incredibly. Um, just state-of-the-art kind of boots and shoes, you know, with really thick soles and thick、um, heels, and it was just amazing. So, what an experience! And then there was a DJ there that night, and he was someone I interviewed too before. He's actually a pizza restaurant owner slash DJ, and I could hardly say hi to him because he was so busy playing music, and um. And how can I forget to mention the gift bags that she got for everyone who were there? A very generous gift bag with beauty face masks, not the surgical masks that we wear for COVID nineteen.、Um, a, a candle-like thing, but it's really like looks like、um, you know, like lava rock. Yeah, but、uh, I haven't opened them then yet. Yet, but I think they're tainted with、um, some kind of perfume. And then there was like、uh, a can of sparkling water with exotic design on the outside of the can, and a a pack of、um, sugarcane made straws, so they're environmentally environmentally friendly straws, in a beautifully designed see-through bag. All of this was all put into a beautifully designed, you know, see-through kind of plastic bag. Yeah, probably not environmentally friendly with the plastic, but anyway, it was a wonderful night and. I just want to say that I want to attend more and more of these kind of events and gatherings, and I like getting dressed up. Anyway, anything to do with fashion and or sustainability or environmentally friendly、uh, topics and events and issues,、um, they're my liking. So you're probably going to hear more from me as I attend all these different events throughout the year, if I could. That's it for Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. One last song. This is 人生要漂亮 Life has to be beautiful.
百安新雅。Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. 
Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.